Yo, yo, yo. We are back with another episode of Wrestling with the Homies. I am the homie Quan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Sylvan LeCue and my boy Jay Cooley. Now, a lot of people have been asking me, why a wrestling podcast? Black people don't watch wrestling. And I get it, guys. I get it. We all know the stigma of the wrestling fan, the, the nerdy, overweight guy who lives in his mom's basement, but that's not accurate. This ain't that, and that ain't this. Black people like wrestling, too. I've been watching wrestling all my life. I like That's not just something that sounds cute. I can't remember a time in my life when I didn't watch wrestling. But you know what's funny? Cooley, how, how long we known each other? 10, 13 years? Oh, man. Yeah, about 13 now. Wow. So me and Cooley have known each other for about 13 years. And out of those 13 years, we didn't know the other enjoyed wrestling until maybe three, <laughs> four years ago. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it. But you know what? That's not an accident. That was by design. Because I feel like in this community, we kind of treat wrestling the same way we treat, you know, the kind of funny looking girl that she kind of cute but she kind of weird at the same time so you keep her off to the side <laughs> you know you hang out with her you kick it with her in secret but when you're around the homies you don't really bring it up because you don't want them to laugh at you and make fun of you that's how we kind of treat wrestling but we're here today to break that stigma because black people like wrestling too how y'all feeling brothers i'm feeling blessed man great, blessed great, and highly great. favored man how you feeling oh man? yes i'm great man always blessed forever so let's talk about why we doing this podcast, because I feel like we never really addressed that. Why are we doing a wrestling podcast? We're doing this wrestling podcast because black people are underrepresented in this wrestling space. And it's the elephant in the room. It's the elephant in the room. We don't look like the typical wrestling fans that you used to see. We got different opinions on this wrestling thing. We come from a cultural point of view. And when we watch these other podcasts, we, we don't really get our point of view from that so we want to we want to give you guys a space where you can come to and feel like we're echoing the sentiments that you feel being black but this ain't just a cop pass for, for black people this podcast is for everybody i want to bring up this thing that was was bothering me recently remember a couple months ago when we watched um backlash at my crib right, yes right. i do my brother live from puerto rico remember what i had that day too man had some uh chicken and and broccoli and a nice <laughs> salad. It's a great. So like forty dollars, huh? We were forty. It was a great pay per view. It was a great pay per view. We spent all our money on Uber Eats, and we were watching the pay per view. And you know what I noticed on that pay per view? I noticed all the black wrestlers getting booed. I noticed Bianca Belair coming out right. getting booed. I noticed Bobby Lashley coming out getting booed. Who else? Omos. Omos. I noticed Omos out there putting on the best match of his career, getting booed. My Mind you, Bianca was champ then. So it was like, y'all booing this. Like, that's crazy. That's insane. Bianca was champion. Bianca was the biggest baby face in the company, selling the most merch out of any of the women. And she Come was on, getting man. booed out of the building. So immediately, as black men, this stuck out to us, right? We noticed this immediately. The next day, I'm listening to wrestling podcasts, and nobody seems to bring that up. It don't even, it don't even stand out to them. It never crosses their mind. Why is that? I'll tell you why. <laughs> because they're not black. So things like that don't stick out to them the way they stick out to us. And I say that to say this. We are here to speak for the culture. We are here to address the hard topics 
the things that might not stick out to other people, it sticks out to us. And we're here to address that stuff. But anyway, now that we got that out the way, let's talk about some wrestling. What's on your mind, Sylvan? Look, man, <clears throat> I want to talk about somebody that's been heavy on my heart as of recent. You know, I want to talk about somebody that reminds me of two special people in my life that actually introduced me to the world of wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, two iconic figures from an iconic time and wrestling period, Attitude Era. I want to talk about L.A. Knight. I want to talk about the future of WWE, L.A. Knight. The absolute future. Now, yes, this guy has been around for a long time, 20 years. You know, he's put in a real career before he ever touched NXT. He's had real championship reigns. He has a real fan base. He's been building for a very long time. But And on, and on top of that, he actually actually uh, was in WWE for a little bit before getting released on some, I guess, locker room politics way back in the day. Yeah, he was yeah, rubbing I mean, people the wrong way. Because he was rubbing people the wrong way. But Not a I want to talk, talk about this guy's ascension. And what better way to talk about LA Knight's ascension than to talk about a hater. And that hater is Kevin Nash. Now oh I wanna I wanna God. start by wow. saying that I highly uh, Kevin Nash, I know you will whoop my ass, brother. And I highly respect you. I highly respect what you've done for our culture. So this ain't that. But you know where I'm from, we call a spade a spade. And just like you were calling a spade a spade not too long ago, I gotta call a spade a spade and you was being a hater. Now let me pull out the quote for quote. When asked about LA Knight, Kevin Nash said, and I repeat, am I the only one that sees an absolute ripoff of The Rock to the point where he cut the promo on fucking Logan Paul, these are word for words, or whatever the fuck his name is. He said, yeah, stick it. The only thing he didn't do was turn that Sign motherfucker sideways. What? Does everybody have amnesia? There's nothing original. Oh, man, his promos. His promos. Finally, LA Knight has come back as a white guy. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Wait, not to cut Nash you off. Continue- finally, LA Knight has come back as a white guy. I didn't say that. Hilarious. I didn't say that. That's hilarious. I didn't say that. My brother. I didn't say that. Kevin Nash said that. Nash continued by saying the discussion the following week by saying there's so many people who agree that LA Knight is doing the Rock Austin. I mean, the guy's been in the business for, what, 10 years? Wrong. Why didn't he get over anywhere else? Uh, If you're not over in three years, it's probably just not going to happen. Now, he continued by saying, I was like, okay, is this a rib, right? And then it's not, it's just what the character is. So I get hot and I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? But they, the fans on social media, said I buried the guy. I didn't say he couldn't work. I've never seen him in the ring. I just said it. The character wasn't very original, which was his way of apologizing to Ellie. Was it really an apology though? Can you you blame him? Here's the thing. I want to give Kevin Nash... I want to give Kevin Nash some grace. And the reason I want to give him some grace is because he does come from an era where when you had certain original sticks or you had certain gimmicks, that was your gimmick and you stuck to it very hard. And I guess originality to a certain degree was far more enforced back then, right? I can understand why he feels the way that he feels. 
But the man's a hater. And I'm, I'm sorry. This guy, like, you can't deny the facts. The reason he's a hater is because you're commenting on a guy who is doing something that a lot of other wrestlers have done. And what a lot of other wrestlers have done is not rip other wrestlers off, but be influenced by other wrestlers to take things that have come from other wrestlers and make them their own. It has happened time and time and time again. And I have made a list of the guys who have done the same exact oh thing in God. their own way. I'm going to only name six. Oh, I'm God. only going to name Here six because I already know I already know how y'all get when I start preaching the truth. You know, it gets y'all uncomfortable. So I'm only going to give you six examples. Triple H, Buddy Waters. When Triple H was debuting, this guy was- Rogers? Buddy Rogers, Rogers, sorry about that. Buddy, Buddy Rogers. Rogers. This guy was basically got me tripping over my words. This guy was basically doing every single move set that Buddy Rogers was doing. John Cena, and yes, I'm gonna say it, y'all not gonna like it. The Rock, heavily influenced what? by The Rock. The what? five knuckle nah, shuffle nah. was basically a, a rip off people's elbow coming in. Nah. You know, it, we we know what time it was. Stone Cold, Brian Pillman, <laughs> Brian Pillman. Need I forget? Nah. Big fact, Ric Flair, Billy Graham. And I'll take it a step further. The Hulk Rock. Hogan, I'll take no, Hulk Hogan, yeah, Billy, Hulk Graham. Hogan. Billy Graham. Yeah. I'll take it even a step further than that. The Rock with two people, the great Muta and Booker T. The Rock has quite wait, literally wait, 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 actually wait, wait, wait. taken things from Booker T. Catchphrases. The great Muta had a, an entire move, the people's elbow, that was emulated off of the great Muta. And the great, the great Muta's elbow looks nothing I like that. I got two elbow. more people, Please and I it. got two more people, and Let's we can not... keep it pushing. Chris Man. Jericho, Shawn Michaels. I mean, come on. Come on. Nah. And Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker. My point being is that there's a difference between copying someone and being influenced by somebody. And as, as far as I'm concerned, LA Knight is clearly influenced by Stone Cold and The Rock, but he's not ripping these guys off. He is taking elements of something that worked in the past and making it his own, and that is called world wrestling entertainment or professional wrestling for those who like to refer to their wrestling that way. Thank you very much. All I'm here to say is that L.A. Knight is the future of WWE. He reminds me of elements of the past that have oh been missing God. in today's time, which is the charisma, the superstardom, the larger-than-life personalities that made our era 20 years ago okay. so infectious. Well, and it's proven itself because he is getting over faster than anybody in the company. So basically what about the thing is that very he's much. doing what worked for other people, for himself, and getting over? What Pretty I'm much. saying is that he is taking elements that previous wrestlers have have attributed to themselves who did the same thing and making it his own. Okay, Stone so Cold made took a whole gimmick so, from Brian Pillman and made it his own. Was he not, so was he not uh, influenced or was he just copying somebody? So it's copying and acceptable in pro wrestling as a whole, basically, is what you're saying. It, He's that's not copying. That's what that's that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like uh, Sylvan is saying that copying people is very acceptable, and I'm not going to disagree because it. A lot of people have copied before. That list that Sylvan just came out with was a crock of shit. I'll tell you why. Wow. The Rock is nothing like the Great Muda. Yeah, he might have emulated one of the Great Muda's moves, but when you hear the Rock speak, when you see the Rock's presentation, his look is absolutely nothing like the Great Muda. Different. Stone Cold Steve Austin might have gotten the whole loose cannon thing 
from Brian Pillman, who was his tag team partner at one point. So he clearly had the blessing from Brian Pillman. But Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer drinking, white trash attitude was nothing like Brian Pillman ever displayed. So that's, a, come on now, Brian Pillman and Stone Cold. Let's just be honest. <laughs> First of all, shout out to Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is a legend. I hate that wrestling fans are getting at him and trying to belittle him because he said something about their new favorite wrestler that they don't like. So they want to just pretend like he's overrated. He was never that good. Kevin Nash is a legend. He's one of the best legend. big men. He's up there with Undertaker and Big Show and all these seven-footers. So shout out to Kevin Nash. That's number one. Number two, to answer your question, Kevin Nash was absolutely right about L.A. Knight being a ripoff of The Rock uh, and Stone Cold. And I love whoa. L.A. Knight. I love uh, L.A. Knight. Me too. Me and too. Cooley knows I'm telling the truth. Hey, I love hey. L.A. Knight. He's probably my favorite wrestler currently in wwe but what he's doing is his act of the rock the way he cuts promos the words he uses the catchphrases he literally has his own version of the people's elbow instead of throwing the elbow pad he he just goes la night and does that his finisher is literally a version of the stone cold stunner how can you sit here and tell me that la night is not copying the guys that came before him and it's fine I still like him for it. Like I like I said, he's one of my favorites right now. If he wins the WWE championship, I would be absolutely cool with that. But let's tell the truth. Let's not just tiptoe around it because we like the guy. If he's copying, he's copying. And he has the same, definitely he has copying. the same cadence. He has the same cadence, the same wrestling moves. It's all there. He wears the, the vest like Stone Cold come out with this. Come on, man. It's the same thing, brother. It's the same here. Thing. Here, here's what you know. My my two fellow black men don't seem to understand. It's the word copying, right? There's a clear difference between copying and being influenced. I'm going to use two examples. Oh my copying, God. copying is what happened in 1995. Y'all know where I'm going with this. When Vince yeah, but McMahon, it's a terrible, it's a terrible analogy Mc... that was a no, parody. No, it's not. Uh... Um, it's not an analogy. It's not an analogy. It's a definition. Copying is when you take someone like Vince McMahon and say, you know what? I created two characters in Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Why don't I just do it again? And I'll just replace them with two different characters. And that's what he did. He got an uprising cane. And man, it, it sucks that I have to explain this to y'all the way I have to because we're acting like everything is original. First off, no idea is original. Shouts to Nas. That's number one. Number Wait, two, everybody. So who did Vince, some- who did, who did Vince McMahon? Because we know Vince McMahon turned uh, Uprising Kane into the fan Sa- Who was the other yes. one? And Savio Vega. Savio Vega. Savio Vega. It was Savio Vega. And he made him, I think he made him Scott Hall, was he? he made him Scott Hall. Yeah, he no. made him Scott Hall. He made him Scott so Hall. You, so and said, hey, guys, it's the same thing. That's copying. So was that, co- was that copying or was that a parody? No, that that wasn't a, that, was, that wasn't a parody. It wasn't a parody. It wasn't a what parody, happened, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the the reason, the reason, you know, you know, the reason why I'm upset about that question, Quan, is because we all know what was going on around that time in 1995. Vince literally thought that was a great idea. He gave no, those guys happened, runs. What happened? He said, was Kevin "You know Nash, what? We're just gonna talk? we're just gonna can act like this. You didn't had happen. your turn. You had your turn. Give me mine." <laughs> Can I, I was speak? Right. You, you already spoke. What happened in this? Because Sylvan is telling revisionist history right now. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened was 
Vince McMahon lost Scott Hall and Kevin Nash to WCW, CW, where they yep. went to form the NWO. So Vince McMahon, as revenge, started a parody of those two characters, the Diesel and Scott no, Hall, not. but he did it with other wrestlers. It was a parody. It was a shot at WCW and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. It wasn't copying. It was, and not, I it was nothing that, like what LA Knight is doing. It was, not a it was nothing back. like what that LA was a, is doing. Go back. It was a legitimate, it was a legitimate effort to say, you know what? I'm just going to revise these characters with different wrestlers. That's copying. Influence happens all the time in wrestling. Dolph Ziggler is heavily influenced by Shawn Michaels. He comes out, does the dance, the show, he, you know what I'm saying? The show off, showstopper. He's not copying this guy, but he's clearly taking elements of something that worked in the past and making it his own. LA Knight is clearly influenced by The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm not taking that away from him. But to say that he's copying him is an insult to him, his talent, his own catchphrases, his own way of approaching wrestling, and his let's ability address, to get over said, in record time. His own and his ability. Let me keep let me get my rocks off. Let me get my rock. Let me get my rocks off. Entering trash. And his own <laughs> let me get my rocks off. And his own ability to get over quicker than both of you, uh, both of a lot of y'all favorites and uh, that's just a stack that's all i'm saying do not discredit this man from doing what every other wrestler has done you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of when drake when drake was out here getting slaughtered for not writing his own rhymes when literally all of his favorites were literally doing the same thing getting elements from other writers and hooks from other people and 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 ideas from other people but he was the one to get slaughtered for it. When literally, so, this is what he's done. So question, literally all of his favorites and peers so question, have done it. So question, if we're in a classroom, right? And I'm sitting next to you. I didn't study for the test, but you studied. You studied all night. So we're in a classroom and, you know, I'm looking over at your paper and I'm just, I'm writing down what you say. But, you know, I change something every once in a while because I don't want to just directly copy off you. But I'm, I'm still paying attention to what you're doing and putting it on my paper. Am I just influenced by your test or did I copy your test? Yes, Quan, you get it now. You are influenced by the test. Now, oh, if my I was what? copying the test, <laughs> oh, my now, God. if I was, you want me to explain it? Or no, you want me to explain it? Because you guys trolling. clearly don't he's understand. Now. It's nah, okay. It's okay. You guys, clear, you guys nah. clearly don't understand. So I'll break it down for you. Now, if I was copying your test, I would be looking at your test and doing it word from word, bubble for bubble. You know, there's a reason why when, you, when you're looking at someone else's test and cheating in class, people say, yo, don't copy it word for word just change a few things so that so that's it cool. doesn't look like so, so it doesn't cool look like and just wow. a couple things is what you're that's not me. copying that's influencing that's influencing i'm influenced by what you've okay. done now i'm gonna so make a few things my word. own in my own way but he's i'm not saying okay. it's okay or it's not okay i'm saying there's a difference between what you're saying he's doing and what he's actually doing he's okay not so let's copying. talk about that's the word influence let's talk about the word influence rick flair is one of the most influential wrestlers in the world right Absolutely. AJ Styles was heavily influenced by Ric Flair to even pursue becoming a wrestler. When I watch AJ Styles, the way he moves, the way he wrestles, the way he talks, the way he carries himself, the way he presents himself, it's absolutely nothing like Ric Flair. But Ric Flair is a big influence on him. That's what influence is. What uh, LA Knight does is just a modern version of what yeah, The Rock did in a modern version of what Stone Cold I, I did. And again, it's okay. I don't hold it against them because copying has been a part of wrestling for a very long time. You I mentioned don't... Bray Wyatt earlier. Bray Wyatt's first Wyatt family character 
was literally based on another wrestler named Waylon Mercy from the 90s. Everything from the, the Hawaiian shirts to the, the khaki pants, the weird cult energy, it was all Waylon Mercy. He even created a puppet based on Waylon Mercy. The, what, is it, uh, what is it, Mercy the Buzzard or whatever? That's based on Waylon Mercy because he's basically paying homage and showing you this is where I got inspiration for the character that I copied. So copying has been a part of wrestling. But let's not lie about it and pretend like the guy that we love right now, L.A. Knight, because we do love L.A. Knight. Let's not pretend yeah, that he's not doing what's very clear in copying. What L.A. Not Knight is right now, L.A. Knight is basically Ja Rule. And I'm explaining oh, to you why oh, L.A. Knight oh is Ja Rule. All right. You know what? <laughs> we all know. Okay. We all what? know. Get get your we rap song. Ja get you, yeah, yo, be, for, before before I, I you start, ja I want you to. I want first off, no, 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 no. Ja before Rule. before we move forward, Quan, I want you to say everything you need to say, my guy. Because when I go off on you, it's gonna be monumental, my guy. Bro, get your ja rap song. La Knight is Ja Rule because when we watch Ja Rule, we know where Ja Rule is copying. We know Ja Rule wants to be Tupac. He wanted to be Tupac so bad, but we listen to his music, and it don't sound like Tupac music. All the melodies and the the raspy voice, the what would I be without you? Nothing about that says Tupac to me. But then you stand back and you really look at Ja Rule's image and you see the bald head, you see the the thug life tattoo, and it's very clear that Ja Rule wanted to be Tupac. That's L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight clearly wants to be Stone Cold in The Rock. Now he might have a couple things about him that are original to himself, some things that he's changed and modified to be unique to himself. But at the end of the day, that total package of L.A. Knight is 1,000% the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, yes, Kevin Nash was absolutely right about L.A. Knight being a rock ripoff, but we still love him. We love him. We love let me, L.A. Knight. Let me, take, let me take this time to really break this shit down and from a hip-hop perspective. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we can fully understand what's going on right now. Ja Rule took certain elements that he loved about Tupac. And, if, and incorporated into his own space. He made it his own. That's what being influenced by anybody means. It doesn't, when you're copying someone, you're doing a carbon ripoff of what somebody else has done word for word, bar for bar. You're doing the exact same thing. Ja Rule wasn't doing the exact same thing that Pac did. He took elements that Pac incorporated and made it his own. And he became Ja Rule for that. That's the, that's, that's, that's just bottom line. When we're talking about influence, Everybody has been influenced to a certain degree by someone and taking certain elements of their wrestling technique and their wrestling style into what they have done as wrestlers. And in hip hop, that happens all the time. Nas, before he became Nas, was looked at as a ripoff of, of Rakim, right? But Nas was just heavily influenced by Rakim. And Illmatic is one of the best albums. Nas of all time. will tell you himself Jay-Z, that he was my copying Cool G rap word for word. And let me get my rocks off. I'm not. I don't it. care what Nas said. I'm telling you what the people said about Nas. People were calling Nas a knockoff Rakim. I don't care what Nas said. I'm talking about what the people said. He's a knockoff Rakim. People were calling Cool. We're calling Jay Z a knockoff Big Daddy Kane. A knockoff Cool because he rap. was. A knockoff Cool G rap. Now, Jay-Z took elements of what those guys did and made it his own. Now, what we do as people, as a universal understanding of people, is we try to take things that we're not familiar with and make sense of it. So we automatically, so we automatically, let me get my rocks off, Quan. I told you from the jump. Get them rocks off, Let me get my rocks off. As I was saying, I told you from the jump. 
as I was saying, when Jay-Z was coming out, he was compared to Big Daddy Kane and he was compared to um to to Cool G rap because of the time in 1996 the mafioso rap the whole era. Now what we do as people is when we see new things, we try to categorize them and make a familiar reference to things that we are already familiar with. Oh, he's the like a young is, this. It's not a let new me thing. get my it's rocks off, Quan. Okay, get your rocks off. Get my Look, rocks I'm, off. I'm gonna hand you the rocks. I'm you, gonna hand you the rocks right now. You should have handed me my rocks my when get, I told get all the rocks off. My you should have let. You should have handed me my rocks when continue, I told you. Pause. Continue. When I told you from the beginning that I'm gonna get my rocks off. So, like I was right, saying, Jay-Z. what we do Jay-Z as human, Quan. I told you it's going to be this way, dog. Like I was saying, like I was saying, at the end of the day, we as humans try to categorize and familiarize ourselves with things that we've seen in the past, with new things that we are not familiar with. So, of course, I'm going to see people say, oh, yeah, he looks like The Rock. Oh, yeah, LA Knight looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's a lot of familiarity in in their similarities. And I completely get it. I'm not going to say that he's not influenced by this guy, but to say that he's copying these people is, is belligerent to me for him to be copying them. He would have to be doing the exact same things that they're doing. He had to be coming out. He would have to be coming out with beer cans. He'd have to be saying what he would have to be coming out and doing the people's elbow or doing the, or doing, what, or what doing, is, yeah. or Does doing, the- are y'all man, you know, man, Woo, I will turn up. I'm keeping it. I'm but keeping he it. Has his own I'm version. Keeping it like this. What? I'm keeping it like this. I can go right here. I can go right here. But I'm keeping it like this. So all I'm trying to tell his own All I'm trying to tell up. y'all. All I'm trying to tell y'all is that there's a difference between directly copying someone and being influenced by someone. And everyone is influenced by someone. Everyone takes elements of something that has already happened and incorporates it into their style and into their way of doing things. It is the end all be all. And in another five years, people are just gonna be like, yo, LA Knight is who he is. And people are gonna start comparing other wrestlers that are coming up to LA Knight. That's the way the game goes. That's how we always see it. When Drake popped, what was who was Drake being compared to? Kanye West Fonte and Wayne. Low, and Fonte. Low. We were like, oh, these guys, he's just a knockoff Fonte. Wayne, knockoff Fonte, knockoff Lil Wayne. And now he's Drake. Am I right or am I right? That's You're wrong, I don't know, my brother. But, hey, hey, we we can we can take it back to the 50s, man. And you already know what I'm gonna bring up. Was Elvis copying <laughs> Lil Richard or was he influenced by Lil Richard, man? Which one is it? Because I think it's copying. He copied the man. He copied the man. It's all the same. Now, all the same. Now, all right, no, 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 you're right. You've no, you're right. No, you're right. brother. You have said You're right. You have said You're right. Can I talk? No, man. Can I talk? I said you're also you're right. Here's the problem. What's going on? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is when people are talented and we enjoy these people for the things that they do it's hard for us to tell the truth about them so we try to tiptoe around it instead of just keeping it a buck about what it is we mentioned jay-z earlier jay-z is probably my favorite artist of all time i can recite every single lyric from reasonable doubt to 444 i love hove now has jay-z taken a bunch of notorious big rhymes and twisted them a little bit up of course has he taken a bunch of snoop dogg lyrics and twisted them absolutely did he take the blueprint from KRS? Absolutely. Did he take Black Album from Metallica? Absolutely. Jay-Z is my favorite artist, and I'm more than okay to admit that he has stolen and copied a lot from other artists. That doesn't oh, mean that I don't like him. That doesn't mean that he's not still the greatest of all time to me personally. But we got to tell the truth about the people that we love and the things that we like. Jay-Z has copied a lot from the past. 
And all I'm saying is that whether LA Knight, LA Knight is copying the past or not, it's, it is what it is. It's like, if he's copying, he's copying. That don't mean that we have to hate him. I love LA Knight. I hope he wins the championship. I hope he's the next U.S. champion. But oh, not, not, yet, not yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. We got to let him rock. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to let, let him rock. That, yeah, we got to let him gotta rock. Let him rock out a little bit. But <laughs> at the end of the day, if he's coming out there, he's speaking in a very rock-type tone. He's doing the people's elbow. He's doing the Stone Cold Stunner. He's saying yeah instead of what? It's it's the same thing. And we just gotta it's tell the truth the about it. We thing. can still be fans of the guy and root for him and support him, but let's just tell the truth. It is what it is. We ain't gotta lie. We don't have to I mean, sit here and lie to each other. It's it's clear that we all love LA Knight at the end of the day, but I don't think we'll ever get on common ground about this situation. I believe he's copying. Silver's the only one that's on the other side of the fence. It is what it is. But I mean what is actually next for LA Knight other than copying? Like, what do you guys see him going <laughs> other down than the road? <laughs> because I don't think he's That's winning this question. next this next championship. That's just me. I feel like we gotta let him rock, um, still get his buzz up. Um, because I feel like if he get the championship too early, he might become watered down. I mean, they're already giving out yeah, yeah signs and crowds, <laughs> and it's like, eh. Is this kind of like the That's yes facts. movement or what was going on here? That's facts. So WWE is known to water down movements by getting yeah, too man. involved with them and starting to, they become, they start as these organic things and they end up being a superficial WWE machine behind it. So I hope that don't happen with LA Knight. What's next for LA Knight? I mean, hopefully he wins the U.S. title, but if he doesn't, I mean, I'm still cool with it. As long as LA Knight is on TV in a few that we can get behind, in time, like wrestling with main eventers, interacting with main eventers, that's all we really need at the end of the day. We don't need him to have a title. I mean, once Stone Cold turned into 316 and everybody got behind him, it took him, what, two years to win his first championship? Two years. And his baby. first championship was what, a tag team title? It wasn't even a world title. So <clears throat> LA Knight doesn't necessarily need the U.S. title right now. But I would like him to get it just because, you know, I like L.A. Knight. I hope, I, hope I don't sound man. like I, I don't like L.A. Knight because I really do. I just want us to tell the truth about him copying. That's it. Quan really do love L.A. Knight, man. He love that dude. We all love L.A. Knight except for Kevin Nash. <laughs> I, I'll, tell the, I'll tell the truth. I think L.A. Knight needs a blood feud. You know, I think he needs another, like, feud. Like defend, I miss definitive feuds in wrestling where you had to really do a feud with someone that meant something to, like, kind of get you to the next level and I think he did that with Bray Wyatt, absolutely 100%. But I would like to see another guy. Like, I mean, I would love to see Grayson Waller and him go at it. I feel like that can just be really amazing, especially on the main roster now. Um, I want to see him interact with other people in feuds that are just, like, defining. I miss miss defining (laughs) feuds, and I I feel like um, that would be really great. I don't think he necessarily needs the U.S. title. If he gets it, great. But, you know, I, I, I like to see him really go at someone. So, Sylvan, I, I have to ask you a question, and uh, I hate to do this because, like uh, I said, I, I love L.A. Knight. I, I don't want to come, I don't wanna I come off like an L.A. Knight hater. I, I don't want to come off like an L.A. Knight hater. I just want to let you like know him. I was trying to let it go. I, I enjoy him a lot. I really do. I swear I do. But you said one thing I got a problem with. You called L.A. Knight the future? Absolutely. What, the future. What, what exactly do you mean by the future? Because last time I checked, L.A. Knight was 40 years old. Sounds like ageism, brother. I don't it know. I think like, he fits. Sounds him. like you're discriminating against somebody's age 
look, and, the how, and 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 attributing no, that so, to look. This is not ages. Attributing I just that to what know. they can and I, can't be. I don't. I just want to know how can someone that's forty years old be the future of WWE? This you is know, like Ke- this is like calling out, Chris. You know when two chains like came Chris out, he was Jericho. like. 30, you know when two chains came out, he was like okay, what, that's a whole thirty-two. That's and that's a whole different. That's a different ball game. Why not? Different ball game. wrestling are very. You realize, Sylvan? You realize that. Calling LA Knight the future is like calling Chris Jericho the future 10 years ago. Where is Chris Jericho now? <laughs> Chris Jericho is 50 some years old, stumbling around the ring, looking you're, out you're of shape. Tr- you're attributing you're the future that that to the somebody's future? age. You're attributing the, the, the future to somebody's age. I don't understand how both of those correlate. So break that down for me. I mean, how can we not? When I say that, when I, when I think of somebody that's the future of WWE, I would say someone like Dominic Mysterio or Austin Theory because. They're younger. They're, they're going to be here yeah. for the Even next months. Yeah, because they're, they're young. Gonna be, yeah. As I much as you. you don't want to admit it, that that plays a part. I'm not saying it doesn't. Dominic I'm just Mysterio trying to understand is going to be from. a big part of the WWE for the next 25 years. LA right. Knight got about 10 he might. years if he's lucky. He might. Six, six at most, and then that's it. <laughs> well, he might. He might Dominic Mysterio might be the future WWE for twenty five years, or he might just have a cool little five six year run, and it may not work nah, out. Nah, he's the future. How many young? How many run. young wrestlers have we seen that started off hot and aren't part of the roster anymore? We see it all the time. What are we talking about? Why are we acting like because these guys are because you're a certain age, you can't have a a certain threshold in the company because you're going to break down in five or six years because you're expecting that. It just makes no sense to what is, is it is so Stone Cold Steve Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock both had what six to eight year runs. Yeah. So yeah, but they were, they were, like, were they not were they not the future of, of wrestling at that point? So if LA Knight I had mean, another clearly, ten year run and it was incredible, was he not the re- not the future of WWE? I mean, The Rock clearly wasn't the future because he his run was what six years, like you said. <laughs> all right, man. You know, all right. The future of WWE at that time was okay, the Brock right. Lesnar's. And all right, don't forget right. there Lesnar was a time was when WWE just, had to decide between right. Batista and John Cena. Who was the okay. future of WWE? A lot of people thought it would be Batista because he he LA, looked the part. He was LA big. Knight. He was convincing. No, nah, it's cool. I just, I just LA I'm, Knight I mean, is has You said the Rock wasn't the future of you WWE. You said he's <laughs> wait, wait, what did Cooley just say? LA Knight is Udonis Haslam, bro. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, man. You know, it's, listen, it's really, oh my, it's really, it's really listen, unfortunate. Listen, listen, it's listen, really unfortunate. The perfect, the perfect example is Damian Lillard. LA Knight is Damian Lee Lillard. He's yes, one thousand right. They just drafted Scoot Henderson. He's the exactly. young cat being brought in. Damien's out of here, bro. Like, it's the same thing with and, wrestling. What are we talking and about? And the thing is, like, I would love to have Damian Lillard People on my team if youth, I'm the Portland Trailblazers. I want Damian Lillard People on my team. But youth, if I have I to choose between an aging Damian Lillard and Kids. a young 19-year-old Scoot Henderson, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about my future. This is a business at the you. end of the day. Yeah, that's so right. I'm taking Scoot. You want that? Yeah, that's right. Damian Lillard can go to Miami. And do his thing, he might win the championship over there in Miami. Yeah, young kid. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know what I don't like about y'all, man. You know what I don't like about y'all. You know what y'all into. You know what you know what both of y'all are into. You know what I don't like about y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I love I'll take that back. I love y'all. Y'all my brothers. You know what I don't like about y'all opinions. You know what I mean? It's rooted in potential. You know what I mean? And potential is overrated. How many prospects come and go? How many people pull up? Oh, you sure he's a young whippersnapper, and then he's not here two years from from now. You know what I mean? How many people are overlooked and outblown because they don't have the certain attributes that people are looking for, and then end up being the guy that you that you never thought they would be, i.e., an LA Knight? How many people are supposed to be the future? 
and just end up being whatever they're supposed to be. You guys are invested in potential. I'm invested in people who are seasoned, know what they're doing, and know where they're going. That is L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight has been no, doing but- this for 20 years, and he's going to do it for another 10 because he knows what he's doing. That's why he's getting over so quickly. That's why he understands. That's naturally. And he doesn't, to, need, and he doesn't realize- need nearly as much as an Austin Theory does. He doesn't need a, a whole feud with John Cena leading to WrestleMania. He doesn't need a United States championship. He doesn't need a Vince McMahon gimmick. All he needed to do was come out and talk. And that's, that's, the, prob- that's the problem with people. People that's all he love do, potential. Sylvan. Sylvan. I don't like Sylvan. potential. Potential is literally something Sylvan. that anybody can have. Sylvan. I like the work. I like the work. I like the people who put in the time. I like the people who prove themselves. I like winners. I don't like people who could possibly do something. I like Man, people who've yeah, done man. it. We wasn't Tell work. me that listen, you've done listen. it, and then we can listen. talk. But if listen. you haven't done it yet, then keep going, kid. I hope you make it. Because nine times so, out of ten, you might not. But when you do, then you come and talk to me because I'm going to be your guy. And that is my so guy. You, LA just, night. you, just you guys can talk about all dumb. you can talk about all the young Bro. people all you want, but they come and they go. It takes a lot to be here for 20 years. Do not discredit. He, he even... Do not discredit that man's work. You just said it's all the okay, guys you talked you're about. You're contradicting yourself. You just said that all LA Knight needed to do was come out and talk, and he got over in his record amount of time. But then you said he's been wrestling for 20 years. So which is it? Has he been wrestling for 20 years, or did he just come out magically overnight and get well, over overnight? Years. I didn't say that. Why are you twisting my words? Why are you twisting my words? It's 26 years old. Where was LA Knight when LA Knight was 26 years old? LA Knight was sleeping in the backseat of his car when he was 26 years old. So I thought he was on Baywatch. So Austin Theory words. don't need all this that LA Knight got. Because words. Austin Theory is 26 years old and he's U.S. champion. When I LA Knight was 26 years old, he was sleeping in the backseat of his car and trying to get on. Oh, so don't talk man. to me Everybody about no talk. overnight. Everybody sleeps in the re- back re- of their car, bro. Relax, like, what, I'm, supposed to make, I'm, supposed to be, I'm supposed to feel sorry for you? People relax, know brothers. what they sign up for, dog. We all sleep in the back of our cars. We all struggle. We all go through shit. We all got to pay bills, bro. That means nothing to me. Get it how you live, bro. But you still got to prove yourself. We still live in America. Nothing is still handed to you, bro. All I'm saying is y'all are invested in ageism as a reason why somebody is the future. When all I'm saying is that your young people, that the young guys are potential. And now will they meet that potential? We will see. But LA Knight is clearly over and he's put in the work and we're seeing it. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, in the NBA draft, you're not drafting 35 year olds from overseas or from the well, G. Thank God this isn't an NBA young draft. Prospects. You're drafting. When LA Knight was 26 years old, he was doing side missions. He probably was on Baywatch. He probably was on Baywatch. He had nothing <laughs> he else to do. Probably he was. wasn't doing nothing. Yo, he, he yeah, was on right. the 9 yeah, That's right. He was earning he was, his stripes. He was on uh, Geico commercials. He was, okay. he was proving himself. Like, you know what I mean? He was on every side. You guys like shiny he, toys, man. You know what I mean? I like finished products. All right. Oh, and, wow. And you, and you guys, you and you guys can deal with the you guys. You guys, and you, you guys, guys trust the process. You, I don't trust the process. Hey, look, I trust I the finished product. Of course not. Wow. Because I, I, I trust my process. You know wow. what I'm saying? I trust what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Cooley, and you point, should trust what you're doing. But I'm not tr- I don't I don't I don't trust what anybody's doing until they decide that they're going to get to where they're going to get to. Now, I could be selective about who I invest my potential into. I think that's great. If I believe in you, <laughs> that's a gift and a privilege. But I don't have to. Why would I have yo, to? Yo, Cooley, hey, at man. this point, LA Knight been on so many side missions. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I see him doing the NPC TikTok missions when he just like hearts 
Oh, crown, crown. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, that's going to be Highly LA Knight in a minute because he, he on every side mission possible. Highly unfortunate. Highly unfortunate. NPC. Hey, man. Look, all I'm LA saying is that calling LA Knight as a future is crazy. Yeah, yeah, just give it a dominant. But I do love LA Knight. I just want to reiterate that all of us are LA Knight fans. This is just a friendly debate because the word future is kind of crazy for a 40-year-old, but we do all love LA Knight, and we do hope that he succeeds in everything he does because he is a very entertaining guy, and we want to see the best for him. But anyway, enough of this LA Knight nonsense. Let's talk about some more wrestling. Cooley. Yeah, what you got man. for us in this rundown hey, this week, to, my let's get brother? To the rundown before the sun is down. You talking? You know what I'm talking about? Hey, we're gonna spin the block and um, let's go back to NXT. Right earlier, past weekend, the last weekend, Dominic Mysterio mm. defeated Wesley for the North American title. How are we feeling about that? I got some thoughts on it. I'll let you take it away, Sylvan, because uh, I don't know if y'all gonna like my. I don't know if y'all like like what I got to say. I mean, cool. You know, I, I'm not mad at it, but I'm also not like, I'm not like, oh, wow, great for Dom. I think it's just kind of like a, a little bit of a cop-out. I think um, he doesn't really need the NXT North American title. I think Dom is really, really over it. And um, I, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like it's really necessary for him to have. But, I mean, it, there has been a jump in viewership in NXT uh, with the Judgment Day having a little bit more influence or uh, more involvement in the product. So, I guess as a as an overall step towards NXT getting more attention, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, and I'm not just solely attributing that to the fact that he won the title. But I personally, I don't really feel any way about it. I don't think it's necessary, but I don't think it's necessarily like bad. I just think it, it is, I guess it's just something. Like he has a title. That's cool. How you feeling, Quan? All right. So Carmelo Hayes is on a two-match losing streak, right? One of our black, her black kings. Bianca Belair just lost her her women's championship to Oscar, right? One of our black queens. And now Wesley has lost his North American title to Dominic Mysterio, another one of our black kings. That's rough. At some point, Triple H got to push the blacks, man. What we doing? Why are we not pushing none of our black kings, my brother? But at the end of the day, I like Dominic Mysterio. He should have been NXT champion a long time ago because he should have started in the NXT. <laughs> so this right. is kind of backwards for him when you really think yeah, about it. But at the end of the day, anything that makes the Judgment Day look good, I'm all for it. Just because I really like the Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley, that's my baby. I'm sorry, Buddy Murphy, but she's fine <laughs> as hell. <laughs> and, then, and they look good. Uh, Damian Priest has the money in the bank. Money in the bank. Briefcase, Rhea Ripley has the women's title. Now Dominic got gold. You know what that means? It's time for Finn to join the gang and get he that world that. title himself. Maybe Carmelo might go up to the main roster. You know, hey, who knows? That could be a good. And uh, speaking on Hunter pushing the blacks, um, Bobby Lash, <laughs> Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah, y'all know what I'm gonna say. He's teasing a new faction. <laughs> <laughs> We're street profits, man. <laughs> Like what I know Cedric Alexander, he probably feeling the type of way, but should he be a set? Like what's going on with Cedric and Shelton? Like what's going on with this dynamic? I'm kind of confused. Um I know Sylvan, um, you have a very strong opinion on, on our brother Cedric. Uh he's a great guy. He's a great wrestler. Great, great but, wrestler, incredible wrestler. You know, I don't I don't so don't even you see anything going so look going for, with him. For the people for the people who aren't in the know, Cedric Alexander was 
in one of the greatest factions of all time, the Hurt Business greatest with Bobby really? Lashley and greatest MVP factions of all time? and Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, one of the great, Ouch. one of my favorites. You one said, of my, said, I know, probably, said probably the best black faction of all time next to Nation of okay. Domination. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll give them now, that, honestly. But. They're teasing right now on WWE TV that Bobby Lashley is starting a new gang, but this time he's with the Street Profits, and that leaves Cedric <laughs> Alexander and Shelton Benjamin out. Now, yeah. Cedric <laughs> Alexander and Shelton Benjamin held down the entire pandemic era of WWE when nobody wanted to come to work. Everybody was at home, sitting on their ass, watching Joe Exotic <laughs> or whatever they was watching. <laughs> Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin was at work every day putting on classics with Bobby Lashley making the Hurt Business one of my favorite groups of all time. So the fact that they are left out of this and he's upset about it, I'm all for it because they deserve better, man. They deserve better. They can't just use them to get Bobby hot and then move Bobby on to the other black dudes. Why these two black dudes that held it down in the past just get tossed away to the side? Like, nah, I'm not rocking with that. Cedric Alexander deserve a spot in this faction, if it is a faction, because we don't know. Um, I mean, look, I want to preface this by saying that I think Cedric Alexander is incredibly talented. Um, oh shit, he about to I go in on Cedric Alexander. Pre- I also want to preface. I want to preface this by saying that I really respect everything that um he's done with his career and. Um, everything that he's done in WWE, 205 Live, championship reign he had there. Um, I, I respect his in-ring ability. Um, Uh-oh. You know, and everything that he's done in Ring Honor. Like, I, I respect what he's done, man. Um, here, Here's my thing, right? Is that, you know, when you say I miss professional wrestling, bro, you know, I, I got a problem with that. You know what I mean? Because it just sounds like mm. a real... I, yeah, I do, bro. Like, it just sounds like a cop-out to me. Like, we all know what this means, right? We we all know that you're basically saying, yo, WWE I'm, is kind of fucking me over, and I wish I could be over at either um, at Impact or New Japan or at AEW. AEW. I know don't think that's where those. Well, it's what it sounds like because as far as I'm concerned, we do not associate professional wrestling with WWE. We associate sports entertainment mm? with WWE. Yes, we do. Come on. Don't act, don't but act professional like wrestling is a part of sports entertainment. It is. One can't exist I, without I, the other. I don't disagree with that. I'm saying what the general consensus of the masses says. I mean, we even see it in AEW with like when Chris Jericho and the Jericho, the JAS, Jericho Appreciation um, Society, refer to themselves as not being professional wrestlers, but being sports entertainers. We like this is a culturally uh, known thing within the wrestling community. I have a problem with that because it just sounds like a lot. And this is me looking on the outside in. So, Cedric, you watching this, you know, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. Also, I don't know what the fuck is going on in the, in the back of uh, the locker room. I don't know those politics. I can't, I don't know how that goes. But you, I have to assume, I have to assume that you knew what you were doing when you signed to WWE. And you know what it comes with. It comes with a certain echelon of having to have a certain character, having to get over in a certain type of way, and having to have certain... Uh, qualities to yourself to get you to a space to be popular or enough to be on TV on a consecutive basis. I I am assuming, by the way, I'm only assuming because I am not in the wrestling business. So when I see you say, when I see Cedric say, I miss professional wrestling, it just sounds like someone who couldn't make something work 
that he wanted to have a good chance at. And that's cool. I get that. But like, this is the, this is WWE. This isn't AEW where, you know, you can, you don't have to necessarily have the craziest gimmick. You could just be an incredible in-ring performer and get over it. You have to have mic skills. You have to have presence. You have to have a gimmick. You have to be able to get over with the crowd in a real way. And he hasn't shown to be, at least from what I've seen, to be able to do that. And as far as Shelton Benjamin goes, I mean, Shelton Benjamin is a legend. He's already proven himself to a certain degree. I don't really need to see him in another faction. <laughs> he about the um, same age as LA Knight. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he but he's been a but yeah, but he's been on the main roster on WWE for 20 years. And so I don't and we end up and WWE has familiarized they're the biggest stage of them all. So even though they've been wrestling for 20 years, people are just getting hip to LA Knight as opposed to majority of people already understanding. I was just that joking about Benjamin. the LA Knight comment. We ain't got to go back to LA yeah, Knight. I'm just, I was just I'm, playing, not, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not. I'm God not even going. I'm not going. I'm not going. He back was to ready. Going, he was ready to fade me over I, LA Knight. No, nah, I'm not. Go, I'm not going back clear. to it. I'm just. I'm just saying that we we've seen the best that we have been able to see so far. In my opinion, I'm only assuming. I don't know what's going on. So basically, what you're telling me is they don't deserve to be on TV because we've seen them before. That's what not at all. I'm not saying that at all i'm saying that there's a certain echelon not an echelon there's a certain criteria that you have to meet i'm using the wrong words a certain criteria you have to meet in the wwe in order to either make a living or or uh break over to the next level right like th these are things that i'm just assuming but i don't think that cedric alexander has done enough to show that he can break through beyond being a part of a faction that held down the pandemic. Now, when you're in part of a faction, you have to use that opportunity to really elevate yourself. And maybe he hasn't been given certain opportunities. Maybe he hasn't knocked on the door enough, or maybe he has knocked on the door enough and came with certain gimmicks and people are just ignoring him. I don't know what that looks like, but I can only assume that this guy just couldn't hack it in this company. And now couldn't he's taking a dig. Oh I'm just saying, I'm only assuming, bro. And now he's taking a dig at the company that he works for by saying, I miss professional wrestling. It's like, no, you probably just didn't work out in this company. And what you really want to do is have great five-star wrestling matches and be known for your skills. And that's cool, but you got to do a lot more in order to be a top contender in the WWE. And we all know that it's not about, you know, we just had a whole thing about, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but we already know people complain about how much there isn't wrestling on WWE. Enough of it. Look, but, and we can we can get off this topic and move on. All I'm saying is that I think you lead a little bit too much into it. Maybe he just tweeted he missed professional wrestling because he ain't on TV, and he's saying, "Yo, I miss being out there." Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm right, only man. I'm it's only I'm only assuming, but I I wish the best for him. I miss I wish the best for you, Cedric. I just but I, we know what time it is when you start you know subtweeting, man. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, like shout you, out to you Cedric, rallying man. the other side, bro. Like and that's cool, but like you know, it just sounds to me like you couldn't hack it. No, 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 whatever whatever dilemma it. whatever dilemma they got going on. With him, I hope that's resolved ASAP and he, you know, gets Same. back happy and doing what he loves. But um, let's take it across the hall real quick, fellas. I'm not talking about Impact. I'm talking about AEW. AEW, baby! For those who don't know, AEW came out with a new show that's called Collision, and it's on Saturdays. Keyword, Saturdays. And they've been struggling to get viewers since week one. What do you guys has this show met you guys' expectations? Is what I'm trying to say. To me, I had no expectations whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am not watching wrestling 24-7 every Saturday. I'm outside. It's summer. It's hot. My apartment is like 85 degrees right now. It's hot. I'm outside. And I'm only in the house because I'm doing this podcast. So I'm sorry. Obviously, the viewers are going to go down 
it's popping, you know, week one, punk is back. Wow, Chicago, yay, you know, it's lit. But come on now. Like, what are we talking about? It's Saturday, bro. I mean, so it has met my expectations as far as the quality. I like I like Collision a lot. I, I almost want to step out and say I, I like Collision more than I like Dynamite. Now, obviously, it's a way Whoa. smaller sample size because it's only been a month. But Collision just feels like it's more concise. It's the same cast of wrestlers every week. A lot of times on Dynamite, you might see a five-star match with Vikingo and Kenny Omega, and it's fun. But then you don't see Vikingo for three months. And it's like, all right, how can I get invested in these guys when they showing up and then disappearing all the time? Collision, it seems a little more tight-knit. We see the same guys every week. They build towards the main event. So I love it. It's, it's, It's lived up to my expectations now. Obviously, as far as the numbers go, we kind of all predicted this. It is what it is. Nobody is watching AEW every single week on Saturdays. It's college football. It's hot outside. I I watch the the Drew League over AEW on Saturdays. I'm just <laughs> like, come on now. God, I've seen every single episode of Collision. I haven't missed a single episode of Collision, and I ain't watched a single one of those live. I'm sorry. Nobody's watching Collision on Saturdays. It is what it is. But the show's great. I, I didn't have any expectations for Collision. I think Saturdays is just rough for TV in general, right? Like, it's already hard enough getting people to watch TV unless you're doing, like, you know, NFL, NBA on, you know what I'm saying? Like, on a consecutive basis. So, I mean, Saturdays, like, I'm definitely not watching. I don't know if I'm watching any wrestling on Saturday. Like, I got a lot going on. I have a lot of things that I need to do. So, I'm... That's just me, but I do like the the time the the, the times that I have seen it. You know what I mean? On like Collision, basically watching it after twice. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Which is not much to go off of so far, but uh, like you know, it's it's a great show in my opinion. I think that there's a lot of buildups. Uh, I thought Samoa Joe versus uh, CM Punk was done really well to describe their history in the past and where it's going. And literally, CM Punk getting his first win against this guy and him and them cutting promo packages about how like important it was for him to actually overcome this hurdle um and that their blood feud basically isn't going to end like to me those are a lot of cues that i think dynamite and aew as a whole can take from it just seems like there's a lot of uh influence from cm punk so i like the product um but i'm not surprised by the ratings and the last thing i'll say about this is that i i would just love to see one of their shows go head to head with um either w with wwe so i just feel like you have a lot more you have a lot more potential for conversion rate when people maybe don't want to are watching WWE but it's like a commercial and want to flip to the next channel and still love wrestling. So Man, that's my last Tuesday. Tip. Tuesdays against NXT. Perception yeah. is reality. So if the perception is that you're beating NXT every Wednesday or every Night Tuesday, Wars. then the reality will be that <laughs> the show Facts. will look successful just because it's beating the WWE show. Mind you, it's the third least watched WWE show, but I mean it's still a WWE show. Yeah. So move to Tuesdays, man. Get off Saturdays, please. Because I ain't watching you on Saturdays. Yeah, so um, speaking of AEW, um, it's been an uproar of a lot of things that's been going on behind the scenes. Uh, so wow. this ban list was dropped. And supposedly a lot of things were banned. Um, unprotected chair shots, uh, flying spots, bleeding like John Moxley. Like it's the 80s and it's, we were watching Hellraiser on a Friday night. <laughs> uh, should the fans be worried? Because to me, it seemed like AEW is going the WWE route. It's going back to that PG era. And, you know, oh, they was going way? there for the ECW kind of entertainment. And now they're watering it down. 
Should the fans be well, worried? Can I take this? Can I take this? Yeah, one go ahead. One? Take it. Hey, take, take it. So, look, man, I fully understand AEW is an alternative product. Uh, I fully get that people have to that you know the the blood, the guts, the chair shots, and everything, you know. But AEW is already like really risky as far as like wrestling goes. Like the spots that these guys are taking. And the amount of uh, risk that they're taking on their bodies is already incredibly tremendous. You start adding like bleeding on purpose on a con- on a consecutive basis and um, chair shots to the head, uh, man. Like I'm, I'm really about protecting wrestlers, so it's already enough that they got to go out here and put their lives on the line. And I know a lot of them want to do it anyways, right? But man, I think there has to be some type of some type of boundary in order just to preserve the the, the lifespan. At the end of the day, like protect the wrestlers, but also protect the investment, right? Like you're spending, you know, hundreds and thousands, really millions of dollars on uh, talent. And if they hit an injury, being at the top of their game, it's just like you're losing out on your investment. So I think it's good that there's some type of regimen going. I think it sucks for the, you know, the IWC or just for AEW uh, fans in general, because they're not getting like the purest essence of it, but <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But like, you know, I, I would rather see them around than, not quite honestly so i, I like it now kwan before Look, you before understand. you take it before you take it I'm, I'm gonna read some things off the list that's been right more uh we got strikes to the back of the head we got blind mm. moves backward into the turnbuckle like a burgle bomb we have spitting mm. we have oh. you know physical contact with the crowd uh taking food drinks from the fans um choking MJF, with hands that's on you yeah mjf do that a lot Injury spots, uh, bleeding on purpose. I said that earlier. Um, and using weapons, throwing objects. So it's a lot of things that's on that list right now. And uh, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's looking like WWE some years ago. So like. I, <laughs> to you. So I get why people are upset or they're scared that the AEW is going to the WWE route, considering AEW is supposed to be the alternative. So it's like, if they're going to dumb down and get rid of all these things that people love, why watch AEW when I can just watch WWE? But I do think that these fears are much ado about nothing. Cause I just watched blood and guts the other night and they might not have done the stuff that was on this band list, but I still saw guys getting thrown on a bed of nails and thumbtacks and glass. And I saw Moxley bleeding everywhere. Like he always does. So it don't look like much has changed. This, this whole band list is probably just from Tony Khan to please Warner brothers, because they're trying to get another TV deal. That TV deal was coming up next year. And this is just, it's, it's much to do about nothing. Like if you're a fan of this product, just sit back and watch. Not a lot is going to change. AEW is not about to be come WWE just because they're banning unsafe moves. It's all good. Like these wrestlers aren't your toys. They're not your play things. I know we get wrapped up in the characters of it all, but these are still real people at the end of the day who need right. to live long, healthy lives. They don't need to be getting hit in the head with chairs. So facts. I'm not worried about this ban list. I actually think that it's a good move. Shout out to Tony Khan for banning all this stuff. Now let's take it back to WWE. So last SmackDown, Sylvan's favorite. favorite. <laughs> last SmackDown was the most watched SmackDown since pre-pandemic, and it consisted of only twenty-nine minutes of wrestling. You know what the other hour was? <laughs> Our favorite subject, the Bloodline. <laughs> Yay! Now, question: Is twenty-nine minutes of wrestling on a wrestling show an issue? Uh. 
I would say it is because I, I I'm tuning in for wrestling. I'm not tuning in for a whole <laughs> uh, a movie. Like I don't have no popcorn or nothing. I I need wrestling. That's the idea of this show, right? I don't want to see side note bloodline cinema. Lovely, lovely. But it's our, great. It's great. What we are we talking it. about? What are we talking about? Sylvia, All right, so look. I know you got a lot to say. <laughs> I just know you got a lot to say. Come on. I'm, I'm afraid of Sylvan's reaction to this. I already know oh, where he's going to go with this. Look, I'm going to take this away. I'm going to take this away. I'm sorry, Sylvan. I'm going to take this ball from you real quick. I'm going to take this away. I understand why they did it. It was obviously the most watched episode since pre-pandemic, so it, it clearly worked. People see they, – they, they like what they like, and people clearly like this whole bloodline thing, so they tuned in to see it. So that was a smart move on WWE's behalf. But with that said, 29 minutes of wrestling on a wrestling show was absolutely fucking insane. Are you – like, how could it not be insane? 29 minutes – that's like watching an NBA game and there's only 12 minutes of basketball and the rest is just, like, interviews and, like, stuff happening in, in, in the audience. Like, where's all the hoops at? We watch hoops to watch hoops. We don't watch hoops to see interviews. So it was, like, 29 minutes of wrestling – of actual wrestling on an episode of a wrestling show is absolutely insane. But I enjoyed that whole hour of Bloodline, so I'm not mad at it. Yeah. What you got to say, sir? Look, man, I mean, you know, I mean, come on, man. Like, yo, state that number again, man. What was that number again? Almost uh, three million people. Three, three million people? <laughs> three million. You know three, what I'm saying? Like, three minimal man, wrestling? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Million, like, only, only 29 minutes of wrestling? I mean, you know. Yeah, sounds like money to me, baby. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't understand what's the problem. Like, you know, the problem like, what... is people watch wrestling to see wrestling, and there's for, no for wrestling, wrestling on the wrestling yeah, show. Uh, yeah, people people must watch wrestling for wrestling. You know, you know, you know that that show should have probably done 1.2 million based off of what you guys are saying. You know, maybe 800 thousand. You know, based off of what you guys are saying. You know, maybe you know 500 thousand. You know, viewers. You know, based off of what y'all saying. You know, there's no way it should have done three million. I mean, like that's just insanity. Like, with no wrestling with 29 minutes of wrestling. I mean, yeah. I mean, my God, like, how did that happen? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened because because it was great storytelling. Because we're interested yeah. in what's going to happen with the greatest storyline of wrestling history, the Bloodline. My thoughts. Right, here you go with that. Are again. my thoughts are simple. Good money, baby. You know what I'm saying? What's the, you know, what, what Shane McMahon say? Here comes the money. Yeah, of course. I want, I want, it should have been an hour and a half. I should have gotten 15 minutes of wrestling. <laughs> what? Fine. Oh, That's yeah. You're incredible a sick. segment, man. Sick in the yeah, head. Yeah, man. You oh know what I mean? Like a great segment. Oh, great storytelling, individual. building, arcing. I was glued to my seats. Hey, so looking at why this are we cinema. even watching? Why are we even watching mm. wrestling at this point then? Why, why, why not just go watch The Idol <laughs> look, on HBO or look, something? Like, look, let's man, watch, look, look, <laughs> let's not, go watch Severance on, on Apple TV. Those are great like, shows. Literally, we tapping in for everything but the wrestling. So, these are great shows. Why are we watching wrestling? Successions are great show you know what i mean i like going to the movies and watching great films you know this is cinema you know i want to see what happens next and that just proves to me that what's more important than wrestling is storytelling it doesn't matter how many times you guys are wrestling or fighting in a boxing match or you're or you're doing any type of promoted event ufc the story matters people aren't going to just tune into something because it's happening People want to know what the stakes are. They want to know what the costs are. They want to know why they should be invested. And then That's if facts. the wrestling matches up to that, then it's even better. But 
nine times out of 10, if you don't have anything to go off of, then who cares? Which is why you can do a segment of SmackDown and have your highest viewership and the most minimal wrestling ever because it's plain as people can see. There may be, be, there may be people who care about wrestling more, but at the end of the day, more people care about the story. And I think story both have to go hand in hand. They, you, one has to enhance the other, right? So the only reason we're watching this bloodline is because it's it's rooted in wrestling. Like this is all leading to a wrestling match, and people yeah, got to understand that. Right. So I right. under, like I said, twenty nine minutes is crazy, and I understand that the backlash because of it. But at the end of the day, it's all rooted in wrestling. Because if this was just a storyline for the sake of being a storyline, I don't think three million Man. people would be watching. We're watching because we want to see what's gonna lead to the match down the line. That's why we're watching. So I think they I go think hand in hand. I think also we got to make sure I, I just want to make sure that people know too. like, you know, this isn't like people are doing 29 minutes of wrestling every SmackDown, every Raw. Bro. Right. Like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? This like, was they, an this, is, this was an outlier, clearly an outlier. And it's it's just hilarious to me that it was the most viewed SmackDown since the <laughs> pandemic. It just shows me like what really matters. No, no disrespect. You know, but, you know, that's just how I feel. You know, You're not wrong about that. That's how I feel, you know. I'm not is that, right is, wrong. is that it that's, on the rundown? That's, that's all that we got? It. That's all we got for the rundown for this week, man. All right. Well, shit. Thank you for keeping us up to date, my brother. My hey, brother. Something nope, we like nope. to do on this podcast is give our flowers to our kings and queens in this wrestling business, both past and present. And this week, we want to give our flowers to a king and a queen. Our guy, Leo Rush. And our girl, Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity Fatu. Now, Big Leo, Leo Rush. Big Leo. Big Leo Rush. One of the most incredible athletes I've ever seen. A lot of the stuff that he does does not look like it's, it's real. It doesn't look like a human should be capable of doing the things that he does. Leo Rush just won Impact Go. He's a new X Division champion. One of my favorite titles in wrestling. You know, guys like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. These are people who held this title. And now Leo Rush is X Division champion. So, Come get your flowers, Leo Rush. Come get the Mirakami flower. And then our queen, Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity Fatu, she just won in, um, Impact Gold as well. She won the Knockouts title. Knockout. So let's give her her crown and her flowers as well. Shout out to Naomi and Leo Rush for being our first king and queen of this podcast. Getting it cracked. But now that we got that out the way, let's talk about something a little more salacious. Oh, a little man. more sinister. <laughs> What we like to do on this podcast is give out pack em up awards. Now, this pack em up award is for people and things that just weren't hitting that week. Things that we got to shake our head and get a screw face to that week. And for me, I got to give this pack em up award this week to a guy that I like very much. I got to give my pack em up to Seth freaking Rollins. That's now, cool. Seth Rollins. Man, Seth oh, Rollins wow. was asked about the writer's strike. Ah. And Seth Rollins, he was on the right side of history. He did say that he stood with the writers. So shout out to him for that. But he used this as an opportunity to shout out WWE. He said something along the lines of, it's good that we don't have a union over here because we can still work and people get to see us. So like, make sure you tune in to WWE. Now, Seth Rollins, my brother, all you had to do is just end that statement after the first (laughs) half of it. All you had to do is say, I stand with the writers and that's it. You can walk away, go do your uh, little song that you do. Go do that. You ain't have to plug WWE on some, 
I don't want to say it because it's like I don't want to use too much curse words on this podcast, but that was some whole shit, Seth Rollins. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you ain't got to shout out WWE when you that you stand with the writers. That's read the room, my brother. Read the room, Seth Rollins. Read the room. <sighs> so for this, this today, I got to give you the pack 'em up award, Seth. Dang, Seth. Who you got, Sylvan? Who you packing up? Man, I was stuck between two pack 'em ups, man. But I'm gonna have to pack up Kevin Nash, man. You know, um, oh, oh my man. God, look, look, man. Oh, you my know, God. man really what if he really didn't know, you know, man? Come on, guys, really guys, 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 Come guys, on. guys, guys, guys. Despite the fact if he was right or wrong, you know, you still being a hater, bro. Like you, you know what I mean? We know the tonality that you're coming with. Like you really being a hater. You got an opinion, and that's cool. You can state your opinion, but the way you were saying it, it made you a hater, bro. And we, we, and real can recognize real. I'm from Miami, man. And, you know, you got to show somebody, even if you even if you see somebody that you like or you think they doing something, if you don't say nothing at all, you you still a hater because you ain't give that man that props. And you ain't give him his props, man. You, you decided to shit on that dude. You could have said whatever you wanted to say about him and said it in a cordial manner. But nah, you wanted to you know shit on him and then give a backhanded ended apology by saying <laughs> they didn't even know who he was. Kevin Nash. A lot of people don't know who you are. But you're so a legend. Oh, that's cap. That's fact. That man was Master Shredder wow. on the second Ninja Turtle. The, can- the answer is what, <laughs> Yo, was, you're wowing. A nah. lot of people don't know who you are, Kevin Nash. But a legend. We, do, legend. And we love you, and we appreciate you, and we respect you so much, man. But you was you was hating. You was hating, and we all capable of hate. I've been hating for a long time. I got to check. You've been myself. hating this whole podcast. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? And if somebody calls me a hater after this podcast, you know what? I, I'll look at them and be like, you know what? You was right, man. You know, I would, maybe I was hating too hard. You know what I mean? I'll take a little bit of that back. But, you know, man, you, you was hating, bro. And, you know, we don't need that, man. You know, stand in solidarity. You know what I'm saying? That's all I got to say. <laughs> hey, shout who, out to you. Who you packing up, man? Hey, oh, man, white listen. man. That's crazy. You know who I'm packing <laughs> up. You know who I'm packing up. And he's going to get a lot of packers pack. probably. John Moxley, man. Come on. What is we I talking about? Uh, come on. This man, <laughs> this man keeps bleeding on per. Like, I don't want to keep seeing blood, bro. I feel depressed watching it. Like, 1976, there was a movie that came out called Carrie. That's what it looked like every episode, bro. I'm tired of it. Pack him up. We put him in a box and we ship him out of here. I'm done. I'm done. I love Job Boxley, but I'm please done. stop bleeding so much, man. <laughs> know, God he, he, damn. Yo, man, man. Bloodshed <laughs> for real. Rest in peace, bloodshed, but man, for real. Hey, but did y'all see the um Seth Rollins comments about Dave Meltzer five star matches? Yo. Nah. He he said it was overrated. He said that it was silly. Like the whole five star ratings oh, thing is silly. We just I got, a, about that I got though, a lot not- to say about yeah, like I got a lot to say about that five star, but we're not gonna get out of this episode. Y'all gonna have to tune into the next episode for that. We out of here, baby. Peace. Make sure y'all follow us on everything. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, Black Planet, um, Black People Meet, uh, <laughs> LinkedIn, anything that exists, we own it. So go follow us. We out of here. Peace. Justin TV. <laughs> <laughs>